You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks, we are back, and we are going back to the Tom Baker era. We are looking at the Sunmakers. An interesting story with Leela and the Doctor visiting Pluto, which back then was a planet. You know, stuff it, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's all I have to say. Take that. Yeah, yeah. The Doctor visited the planet Pluto, not the proto-planet. (laughs) the the dwarf planet dwarf planet pluto so it's pretty cool it'll be very interesting to see where we go with this and our thoughts on it we got a great crew as you could tell we have of course mary ogles here hi everybody it is fantastic to be here and mr mike gordon is here howdy all right folks we've got a good one so we got a little bit of Doctor Who news. We got um, an announcement, actually, of a new actor who is going to be in the new season of Doctor Who. We are going to be welcoming to Doctor Who Jinx Monsoon. Yay! Jinx Monsoon is very well known here in the States, actually, especially for fans of RuPaul. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, hasn't, I think she's won it twice. Twice, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. And Drag Race is such an awesome, awesome show. So it's pretty cool. I, I think that is uh, RTD's uh, thumbing <laughs> of all <laughs> yeah. the anti-drag. I think it's fan. I think it's fantastic. In the US and, it's uh, uh, really great are... news this time. Of, this for for right now, currently, yeah, sure. Yes. At any time, really, but yeah, no, I agree yeah, with that. I, I think it's very pointed. <laughs> I think he met. He's deliberately. Uh, making that casting decision. I mean, but it, not, not, this doesn't set, take anything away from Jinx Monsoon, who is a great singer and actor and very well 
known and established. Mm -hmm. She is amazing. And I think she's going to be a great addition to the cast. And it'd be, it's yet to be seen if she's going to be recurring or if it's just a one and done type character. So. Yeah. yeah, all they said know. in the press release was that it was a major role in the new series. So mm-hmm. yeah, that could mean anything. That could mean well, anything. Exactly. So I'm I'm all for it, and I would love to see some, you know, shake up or maybe some, you know, established character come back as in Jinx playing that character. You know, few folks have mentioned even the Ronnie, possibly. Yeah, I think she'd make a great Ronnie. Yeah. She's she's already over the top, so it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it I think it would be totally cool for that. And you know what? Let's see what happens. Um all for, you know, fresh blood and new takes on characters. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter who plays. And, you know, I'm very happy to see, you know people talking about Doctor Who. And I think that's part of the way he's going to do it is by bringing in fresh characters, fresh fresh actors, and, you know, fresh stories. You're going to get people talking about Doctor Who on news sites, on, you know, gossip sites, on Reddit, on Twitter, on, you know, Instagram, all the different, you know, ways we're talking about it, you know, getting it out there. And, you know, keeping Doctor Who fresh in people's minds, like, hey, it's only now till November that we're going to be talking about Doctor Who. Yep, coming up fast. Exactly. I mean, RTD is just so much more savvy at marketing (laughs) than, uh, well, definitely more savvy than the BBC. Oh, sure. I think anybody's more savvy. That's a low bar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a pretty low bar. That that is true. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very, very much so. So I think that's pretty cool. And that's the big news, other than for folks here in the southeast of the United States. Uh, folks who are going to Dragon Con, they've started announcing some guests. And one of the first ones they've announced is a doctor and her companion. Who could that be? Why, it's the doctor and Yaz. That's right. Woo-hoo. We're getting Jodie Whittaker. Coming to Dragon Con. I think that's pretty awesome. And I I think it's awesome that, you know, that was the first announcement that they made. And, you know, and it's going to be great to get Mandip Gill. And I think she's great. And I think it's pretty awesome. And, you know, we were talking about it before we went on the air about how this is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who and Dragon Con better pick up its Doctor Who game this year, especially compared to like last year. Oh, it was and, sad last year. Well, they year. just did. Well, I mean, compared well, to the last few years, they just, that's it. They don't have to do yeah. anything else. They just did. <laughs> no, but they're already, but you know, they're losing face in a lot of ways compared to some of the other pot, you know, cons that have been around that have been getting more Doctor Who guests than Dragon Con has over the last few years. I don't think they've had a dip in attendance at all. I don't think it's affected them in any sort of way. I no, really I don't, don't. I don't. I don't think so either. But for Doctor Who fans, it's been high and dry. You know, that's been a dribble here and a dribble there. No, it hasn't hurt the, the, the attendance. But, you know, how much of the attendance is Doctor Who based? But look at Pensacon. They, they're not a Doctor Who con. And 
they had what six doctors there so it was pretty amazing and you know companions they had barrowmen they had you know the companions to match up with the doctors so it was pretty awesome yeah i mean that was really cool i mean it's it's so rare now especially with a lot of the doctor who conventions not being around especially in the southeast so uh you know i mean it's it, it's great that somebody is kind of uh well it remains to be seen whether this happens next year with pensacon you know how many doctor who guests are they gonna have next year they certainly didn't have many the year before no, yeah, but they, well, they were they got, doing it like, specifically for the 60th anniversary. Yeah, I think it was all about the 60th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. that, it's a smaller con. It's only got so much money. They probably yeah. you know, have to kind of decide where their focus is going to be for their guests. Exactly. And, you know, I'm also impressed that, you know, Dragon Con is also getting, you know, it looks like they're going to be having a Firefly reunion because it's the 20th anniversary of Firefly. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, they've got three of those folks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be seeing more in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, should be a kind of fun to do also. And good luck to anyone who's going to be there. Enjoy. <laughs> so. Well, I am going to be there. I uh, I got my uh, letter of agreement as a guest this week and uh, all filled out and submitted. So, um, yeah, all signed, sealed, approved. So I just have to... It'll be uh, a few days, I guess, and I'll be on the website. But yes, it's official that I will be a guest once again at DragonCon. You will be representing my, the ESO network. This will be my thirtieth <laughs> DragonCon in a row. Wow! And uh, not always a guest. Uh, that's only been the last, uh, I think, ten years or so. But um, uh, yeah, it's still. I still don't take it for granted. It's still one of my favorite things to do. Um, I got my whole year usually based around it. So nice. Very, That's very awesome. nice. Yep. That's pretty cool. It's, you know, a lot of fun for those who go. And I went 18 years straight for me. So this will be really interesting. So it'll be strange. It'll be strange, but we've got some great things planned for that weekend. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. Still so, going to be fun. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what we got going on with further guests and everything. And as Dragon Con gets closer, we, of course, will be keeping up with the guests and telling you fine folks here. So definitely. Uh, and yes. Of course, and plus, but you can also tune into the Dragon Con report. That's where I was going next. So and let's always listen to the Dragon Con. Also, it is here on the ESO network and it's going to be a blast to hear what you guys have you know going forward with the con and cool so other than that mostly you know some big finish news here and there and there hasn't been any more casting announcements for any of the spinoffs or anything else yet but i know for those here in the uk blue peter is supposed to have some new doctor who news coming up on the 22nd of april and it's about the series, not about any kind of big finish or anything. So Yay. it should be should be interesting. Maybe there's a new trailer or no, something that, that they'll be cool. showing on it. Yeah. So I'm, you know, and it's about, so it's just under six months before, you know, it comes out. So it's going to, it's right about time for that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So very cool. 
So definitely, folks, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Feedback at our station, who.com. If you have anything you guys want to talk about or let us know if we've missed any news that you guys have heard, definitely let us know. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment to go into the Sunmakers. Welcome to Earth Station Trek, a show that talks about Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. We cover topics like Star Trek versus reality. Did the board get better or worse? Finding the good in bad episodes. Pop culture in Trek. Star Trek pets. Vulcan romance. Religion in Trek. Umox for fun and pleasure. Kirk versus Picard. And why Cisco is better. Plus reviews of all the latest episodes. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or the ESO Network. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Welcome back to earth station who, and now we are going back to the year 1977. The 26th of November till the 17th of December. Thank goodness it was only four parts, folks. It was an interesting Tom Baker story and Louise Jameson as Leela as the companion and John Leeson as the voice of K-9. You got a lot of K-9 in this one. I was actually really surprised. Yeah, there was a ton of K-9 in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting because, it. I mean, you, when he, in the beginning, you know, he has K-9 stay with the TARDIS. And you kind of think, okay, this is going to be a canine light up story, but it turns out to be actually the opposite. I think actually all three, uh, the doctor and Leela and canine have, uh, really good moments in this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. Very much so. I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. <laughs> oh, very much so. It's interesting too, because it feels like they're running around the basement of the BBC the whole time. Yeah. Well, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're running around the basement of a tobacco factory yeah really crystal <laughs> it's it you know the, they went cheap on sets on this one it's kind of appropriate they though. always go cheap on sets yeah i mean it's appropriate <laughs> because it, it, i mean it looks like kind of a sterile you know sort of grungy industrial <laughs> mm-hmm. city thing yeah and it and it doesn't look like a set you know, oh, they, no. it seems like they filmed almost everything on location with a few things that, you know, obviously are sets. But, I mean, it it has a look to it that is unlike a lot of the other stories. Yeah, I think it actually works for this one. I mean, yeah, me that's, too. That's, that's what they're going for. The kind of bleak, you know, office industrial type of look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. And I loved, like, you know, when the guy was going to jump off the roof of the complex it's like it's a thousand feet down and it's like 
it's probably like a three-story building or something <laughs> like that so it, it he was, sells it oh oh yeah. very much so very much so and it's it's an interesting story the doctor you know it's interesting because the doctor feels like is in control the whole time and it's like he was almost like one step ahead of everybody in this one and yeah he there is no waffling at all he just mm -mm. barrels right in and knows what he's doing yeah i mean that's that's tom though that's tom's doctor the fourth doctor rarely rarely <laughs> it seems like he's he's not in control of things or not the smartest one in the room uh uh, you know, he just punched in the gut a few times here where, uh, that team yeah, he gets beaten up, yeah, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> takes him back a bit. Um, but you know, he shows tr uh, tremendous resolve when a quote unquote hot poker <laughs> is, uh, just inches away from his face, his eyes. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that was actually a pretty horrifying <laughs> scene. <laughs> thinking, wow, this is one for the kids. Oh, well, yeah. the, uh, you know, it's interesting because the, um, you know, the, the rebels who are quote unquote the good guys or whatever, um, really are pretty violent gang of folks that seem to be only interested in themselves. I, I don't know what kind of, uh, real great government or society they're going to form after the doctor leaves, but yeah, they are um, not nice people. <laughs> no, they not are at not all. at all. I, I can't see that lasting too long, but, um, yeah, I wish we, one thing I do, I wish we got to know them a little bit more. They do focus, I think, a lot more on the, the corporation guys than they do the, the quote unquote, you know, good guys or the rebel, the rebels or whatever, the oppressed. Um, I mean, we get to see them in like broad strokes, but I, we don't really get to know them, I don't think. You get to know Cordo a little more. Yeah. 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 We yeah. see him. He's the first one we see. Like, yeah. You know, right. And, and, but you pretty much, you pretty much, know him like right right from that first scene he's a nervous guy he's he's he being oppressed for sure and you know he's not very brave or whatever and he goes through a transformation where he becomes like i don't know he almost becomes like psychotic like with violence oh, and by the end oh god shooting the gun in the air and you know oh, let's go let's go you know? he's like let me go we'll after him. him let me go after him i'll go get him i'll go get him whereas before he was like uh, i'll just stay in my little box exactly. yeah but he's drugged before yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yep. They are they are all drugged in the Undercity and, and, and all that, too. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that coming out of that, you might tip a little more towards the the other way. Uh, I mean, Corda's just lost his father. I mean, he's going through all this grief anyway. And then he's, you know, he's he's been taxed so much, he wants to kill himself. So yep. I think that actually Corda is a pretty interesting character because even though, even when he is drugged and very anxious and afraid and obviously afraid, he still tries to do the right thing. I mean, he, he tries to help out. So I, I kind of find him a pretty strong character. I agree that the rebels aren't, aren't very developed. The rebels, the rebels are not likable at all. No, there's nothing to no, not really. support behind them. They don't, yeah, they don't, even, uh, even the, the woman there who, uh, um, yeah, she's just not likable at all. Um, which is a shame because, uh, I think the actress is pretty good, but, um, no, yeah. they're just all pretty selfish. And one of the guys is, ends up actually on Blake seven, right. As a cast member. So, yeah, um, Michael Keating. 
But, you know, to be honest with you in this, he didn't stand out to me at all. Didn't do much. Yeah. No, he was no, background so. guy number two. You know. yeah. Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. I mean, especially when you compare, you know, the uh, the collector and the gatherer, like they're like, <laughs> I mean, they are over the top and they just suck all the energy out of every room, which is fun. They're, they're, they are great performances by both guys. I, I really like them here. Um, but they get, there's no real balance on the other side. They get like all the weight of this episode, uh, whereas the rebellion doesn't really get a lot of attention as much. Mm -mm. No, not at all. And it, you know, cause usually like this is the era of star Wars folks, you know, you're used to seeing rebellions who you guys root for and everything. Yeah. That is, These rebels, that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. This only came, I mean, yeah, but this only came out like, six months after star wars so it's not like I six mean, or seven months after star wars so it's not like it was that hugely in influential here i mean you're oh still, i wasn't you're thinking still so, rooting but... for them though oh yeah well sure yeah, just, well, just because you're always villains... rooting against the bat the tax man yeah you're, you're oh, of course it's all against the man <laughs> yeah exactly and folks for folks who complain that doctor who is you know in the modern age is too political huh this is an episode right in front of you from 1977 where they're taking a dig at society in the UK. I mean, it, it is, I mean, it's very similar to issues that we're all still facing in society oh, oh, yes. today. I mean, corporate entities that are basically, you know, the sort of the evil faceless corporation. I mean, this is basically, they're both like the collector and gatherer, they're middle managers. Oh, sure. You know? And they're just, they'll, they'll do anything to, to serve their corporate overlords. And they do not care at all about, you know, the people they don't care about doing people. the they real care work. About, <laughs> care about the bottom line. Right. Well, it's because it's even interesting that tying into this, this last week on John Oliver, he was doing an art, uh, a segment about HOAs and it seemed very similar to where this story was coming from, how they nickel and dime you for everything. And they tax you on late fees. Or if you're late, if your yard isn't right, they fine you. If you, you know, drive through the neighborhood too fast, they'll fine you. It was literally, Oh, wait, your father died. We're going to tax you on that. And then the burial tax. And then, Oh, wait, then there's all these new taxes that we just came up with. And it's like, and it's the same thing you know what john oliver was doing which was it was kind of ironic at that point that they were I mean, doing it, at that point it, it and it's all it's also what's going on with Ticketmaster, right oh right god now. yes you know all the fees <laughs> or or even just uh like airbnb or things like that where mm -hmm. you see one price on on the website and then once you book it all of a sudden it's this fee and that fee and the other fee and it's twice as much as you thought it was going to be oh exactly you know it's true yeah it's true with almost charge. everything now uh mm -hmm. yep especially like if you order food from like a restaurant or something like that it, it's yeah right uh, oh yeah if you have it delivered you know you could spend like $30 if you went into the restaurant, but because you were having it sent home, it's a $65 order. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that's almost embarrassing how still relevant it is, uh, because mm -hmm. so little has changed. If anything, it's gotten worse, uh, in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's in the deft hands of Robert Holmes, who is one of my favorite, 
Doctor Who writers. Yeah, he's um, awesome. I wouldn't put this as his best, but I think it's still pretty solid. And obviously, mm-hmm. he was uh, he must have been mad about his own tax issues that he was having at the time because that's pretty relevant. That's pretty apparent here. Um, but also in the bonus uh, material, uh, Louise Jameson, who says that this is her favorite Doctor Who story that she did. Um, she also, she says that, uh, Robert Holmes told her that, uh, this was about the, the corporation was about the BB, it was about the BBC. He was taking, he was targeting the BBC because apparently at the time he was not getting along with the BBC. Yeah. Well, and there, there's this whole thing about the BBC coming down on Graham Williams who's the showrunner at this point. Uh, after Philip Hinchcliffe, because Philip Hinchcliffe went dark and they wanted him to lighten it up a bit. And Graham Williams felt very constrained. And and that in turn made Robert Holmes feel very constrained. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, too, because in this story, you know, they even showed what happens, you know, when your debit card is overdrawn really badly. <laughs> That was the biggest debit card I have ever seen. I know. <laughs> it was like the size of a of a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. Did they have VH? I don't think they had VHS tapes yet in seventy seven. Did they? Um, did they? I don't remember having VHS. I know they had VHS. the, the big. They, they had, had the big thick ones. You know that right. they used. I don't even but know I, if they had ATMs then. No, no, I don't think they had ATMs. No, that was a precursor to ATMs. I don't, I remember like early 80s was the beginning of the ATM period. So. Or if they did, it was just like just starting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't widespread. I know that they were, the original card looked a lot like a Barclays bank card. Um, So they must have had cards at the time because they were the, because the producers made them change it around a little bit. So it didn't look as. as Well, there were still, there were credit credit cards. Yeah, gotcha. it, it looked like a Barclays credit card. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, credit cards have been around since like the fifties, I think. And but you know, like and it was mostly like diners card or there was other bank cards. Yeah, there's diners club. Yep, that's that's a blast from the past. It just shows how old we are that we remember yeah. that stuff. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's interesting that we had that kind of information in in the story. You know, were there any characters that actually stood out to you that you did like? I liked Leela. No, of course. I I can actually other than the Doctor and Leela. I I mean, I can actually see before we move on. I can actually see why Louise Jameson says this is her favorite story because she gets some meaty scenes. In, in this with, with the rebels, especially. Well, mm-hmm. not only that, but uh, in the uh, interview that I was watching on the bonus materials, she says that um, it's one of her favorites because uh, Robert and uh, the rest of the production crew or whatever made sure that she and Tom were not in as many scenes as they usually are. <laughs> because so the because less this is she a, got th- to see Tom, the happier is, she was. Yeah, this is this is where she's uh yeah, she's not uh she and Tom are not getting along very well. So and so her time away from Tom, she has a lot of scenes on her own on this one where that doesn't usually happen. Usually she's pretty much, you know, 
connected at the hip with the doctor on, on most of the stories. Um, so she gets to play around a little bit on her own, but yeah, it does so, give her because of which it does give her more agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could she see definitely that. had a lot to do here. Yeah, Very she much was so. not big. She was not a big fan of the scene where she uh, becomes a typical quote unquote lady driver. But uh, um, oh god, yes. Oh yeah. Um, so she didn't care for that very much, but other than that, yeah, she, she liked this a lot and she does, she's pretty feisty. I mean, yes, she is captured and she is saved by the doctor from death, but, uh, from a steaming, which doesn't sound pleasant at all. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, ask any lobster. They'll agree with that. One. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, Ooh, man, that, that's a horrible way to go. That is, I mean, this story is actually pretty horrifying if you think about it. <laughs> It's pretty violent. Yeah, you got this torture. You got the hot poker. You got the steaming. You got the guy who gets thrown off the roof. Though I think everyone's glad to see him go. By oh, that was such a great. But it's done without. It's done with like so little regard for his his life at all. They just pick him up. Yeah, they're just very gleeful. (laughs) I know they're like, woo, yay, party! Like he's a pinata or something. It's just like it's yeah. But I do. I do like the performances and the characters of the collector and the gatherer. I think they are really fun to watch. Uh, they are. I, I love the fact that, especially in this era of Doctor Who, you can you, the actors can just go for it um, and and be over the top, and it still works. Actually, it works, especially when they're with Tom working against Tom. It, it's a great back and forth. Yeah, it really is. They're both of them are really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would, if, when I first saw me, which is a, the collector, the one in the chair. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, uh-oh. Because the way he looks, I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to be way too over the top. But actually what he does really works. Oh, very It's much just so. really fun to watch. And I loved when he, the collector started shrinking into the chair. Yes. He basically mm-hmm. gets flushed down the chair. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> kind of funny. It looked just like a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> He was. He's been sitting on a toilet this entire time. Well, sitting but on just his throne, in, you know, like even though say. he's, even though he's like on this chair, though, I love the fact that you know he's he's constantly moving around. That chair was really mobile. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's going around characters, um, orbiting them, so to speak. It's just so, it's so fun. Uh, mm-hmm. He has such fun with it, and uh, and and likewise, in the same on a different level. Uh, Richard Leach, who plays Gather Hate, is is really fun to watch too. He's like pompous and over the top. You, there's no question with these guys whatsoever that they're the bad guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no, with there's <laughs> no redemption for these guys. No, they Mm-mm. are just they are awful. Yeah. No, when he got thrown off the roof, I didn't feel sorry for him. It was like, yeah, no, I don't okay. think anybody felt sorry for him. No, no. no. You do kind of, I guess, because she's an underling. You do kind of. You know, you're kind of glad that the the woman kind of like you know sees what's yeah, going on and, and goes and switches sides. You know, I didn't trust her even when she changed sides. Though I, yeah, you she know, seemed I, like somebody who just she saw the way the wind was blowing and she jumped. Exa- exa- that's exactly no what she did. Way. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's smart. But but it's hard to blame her because look look at the environment they grow up in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. Exactly. And it's just like she was just working her way up in power. You know, she probably would have, you know, taken his role eventually. You know, that's my uh, plan. 
My favorite bit of story in this, though, is I think it it's in the last episode. I can't remember because I watched them all together. But um, uh, is where the doctor and uh, the collector are chatting, and the doctor's like, "How did you take over humanity? How did you do that?" And he's like, "We just bought them. Like it was just like it was so yeah. easy. We don't yeah. we don't need it was war. Like it wasn't we don't, that hard. <laughs> we don't need military. We don't need war. We can just buy them." And uh, and and they went for it because they had ruined mm. their own planets. Uh, their own planet was so bad. They had, you know, dist- that destroyed it so bad that we, they just welcomed us to come in and and take care of them. First on Mars and then on Pluto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just but they each- basically just sold themselves into slavery. <laughs> Exactly. Well, exactly. And they even said that, you know, each time they used all the resources up on the planet. And then once the planet was done, they let it go. And the doctor said, oh, yeah. so you're going to you're going to take them to another after this. And said, no, there's no other place we can take them. This is it. Yeah. yeah. It's, we don't we don't get a good enough return on investment after this one. So we're just exactly going to try them. We cut our losses yeah. as a lot of businesses do. Yeah. So. So it's it's interesting with that. And it's like we've been saying, it ties a lot into today's society. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, it's funny because the doctor kept on saying, keep an eye on your dog, Leela. And then when K-9 rescued uh, Leela and says, am I a good dog? And he says, whatever. Do you want a bone or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's there's some there's some cute stuff. And. I'm glad to see, you know, I thought I thought K9 was awesome in this. I think he was one of my favorite parts, you know. Yeah. Like don't don't mess with the tin dog. Yeah, K9 can be annoying sometimes, but not in this one. He's actually used to really good effect. I mean, yeah, it makes exactly. sense, you know, where he is and what what happens with him. Yeah, it's uh it's nice to see the doctor and his two companions uh written really well in a story. Or change, yeah. We, we we don't we don't get that as often as I'd like. No. <laughs> but it's here, really hard not to Chibnall bash. Yeah. Here we do. I mean, yeah, it's probably one of the best canine stories. Uh, it's one of the best Leela stories, and you know, it's not at the at the uh, detriment of the Doctor. I mean, this is a great Tom story too. He's he's awesome in this. Yes, he is. Tom is. No, we said at the beginning, Tom was ahead of the whole story. He was, you know, one step ahead of everybody. And it was interesting, too, though, because the collector actually knew of Gallifrey. Right? Oh, yes. He just looks it up in his database, and there mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> exactly. And he said so. that that, uh, that that Gallifrey was a, what, class three in terms of I guess profitability, profitability or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I don't know what the scale is. I don't know if that's out of 10, five, whatever, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. It sounded like they were, they were just not interested because it wasn't profitable. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor exactly, has no exactly. need for money. But the course. So it was interesting and I had fun with it. And any final thoughts before we go ahead and review and rate this one? I can't think of anything else to 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 remark on. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been a long time since we've done a fourth Doctor story. So, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend this as a first 
like the first time you watched the no. first doctor though no no or any no. yeah or doctor who in general yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't either no it's it's a little too i don't want to say on the nose because doctor who frequently is on the nose um but i, I don't it, it's not it doesn't have a lot of like great doctor moments like there isn't like really anything in this story that like really is a standout like you know, five star thing. It's it's more like it's just a solid story. Yeah, it's like a good solid middle of the road story. Yeah, it's one that nobody talks about, mm-hmm. but when you watch it, you're like, "This is pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you don't think about it. You don't. You know, nobody talks about it. Nobody like cosplays it or whatever. Uh, no. But no. you know, if, when oh, you, I, I want to see somebody cosplay as the collector. That would yeah, <laughs> that would actually be good cosplay. If this yeah. came out now. It would probably be canceled on social media on all the, at least on Truth Social, because oh, it's about God, socialism. Yes. Because the doctor's organizing the workers in to order to revolutionize. Yeah, exactly. God. All right, one out of five Tardises, one being the worst, five being the best. Mister Mike, you got to go first tonight. I'm going to give this one a solid four. Like I said, it's it's not a five. Uh, star there's no five star moments on it but man it's just really solid and fun to watch so yeah four for the fourth doctor okay mary Mm -hmm. i'm also going to give it a four i mean it's it's something that i would say definitely worth watching i mean not as an introduction story but but just as a story in general it's it's really it's good i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it i was glad that that uh we had this one to watch so yeah at least four Okay, because this is literally depths, you know, right in the middle of Tom's run. This is almost mm-hmm. like right in the center of it. So he is like set as the doctor in this. I was originally going to give this one a three and a half, but my love for Leela and for K9 mm-hmm. has to move it up to a four also. So four is all around for everybody. <laughs> until it's taxed everyone. and then we have to add the uh fees to it and yeah you know then the knocks it down to on it. everything it, yeah you have to exactly. if you're gonna add a half a star mike that's gonna increase your taxes on on <laughs> this rating ah damn it all right take it out of my patreon bill that's fine <laughs> and that's going to wrap up another episode my friends we are done for this week what did you guys think of the Sunmakers definitely would love to hear from you guys. Tell us what you guys think of it. Please write us feedback at our station who.com. Definitely would love to hear from you guys. On behalf of myself, of course, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, we are going to be up at South Carolina Comic Con this weekend. So, Woo-hoo. Mr. Mike, what is your table so people can find you? Uh, I will be at table 224. Awesome. I'll be at table 325. And I will be there and you could stop by talk Dr. Who. And I remember last year at the con, there was someone who had a really amazing uh, Peter Capaldi costume. He looked pretty um, interesting stuff. So it should be pretty cool with that. So, you know, definitely check us out. We will be there all weekend and, you know, stop by, say howdy and definitely would love to see you guys. And Mary, of course, sadly, you will not be with us for this con. Sadly, I will not be there. But what? where can people find you? They can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Excellent, excellent. 
Okay, folks, we are done for this week. If you want to check out older episodes of Earth Station Who, just go to e- either the ESO website, which is esonetwork.com. We go all the way back to episode one on that site. Or you can go for Earth Station Who. You can definitely check us out, earthstationwho.com, for more recent episodes. It's a lot of fun. We couldn't do this without you. Please, feedback wherever you listen to it. Thumbs up, wherever, five stars, you know. What, whatever you could do, give us good ratings. We really would appreciate it. And so, till next time, we will see you here on Earth Station Who. Peace, and we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.